Good evening. So we are talking about um, actually when I finish up Yira or and if we have time we'll get up to Ahava, loving Hashem. Again, we're at, at higher levels over here. But we're discussing creating a framework for us to the, the external things that we do really impact our internal world and what we give cover to, what we respect, what we're in awe with will affect how we think and how we live. Not only that, but the mitzvahs we do, the quality that we perform mitzvahs, actually will uh, impact us on how, we take, on how seriously we take it. So, on, on how we do it. it, it the, 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 the deeper we do things, the more we invest into things, the more we get out of it. It's actually... <laughs> it, yeah. I always find it's like you know it's an amazing thing. People want to like be almost every Jew wants to be inspired, but very few Jews want to put the time and effort to be inspired. <laughs> they want like osmosis. They want to walk into Yom Kippur and it's like bam, like you know just like bam. I'm telling you one thing. I on Yom Kippur I'm in, I'm in, not that I'm at such a high level. I'm in a different galaxy. I don't even know where I am. Uh, I, I I but. I look at people, they walk in, it bothers me because they come in, they haven't been in shul the whole year, and they want to come in and be inspired. It doesn't go like that way. You need, a person needs to make a certain amount of effort to do it. Like if you want to have an amazing marriage, right? So <laughs> or you want to have a, a, a good climax in certain things. It's, it's the effort you put in ahead of it. It's how you view things. So on, on that thing, how you honor mitzvahs will be how you relate to mitzvahs. If you, if you, if you honor mitzvahs in a certain way, you'll, 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 you'll get a certain amount from the mitzvahs as well. He's been actually in Shabbos. Go back to, to Shabbos for a moment. He says, the Rav Anan, the Talmud says, is lovish gunda. The Hainu shayu lovish begad shachar be'erev Shabbos. He would wear a black garment on Erev Shabbos. Why would he do that? Now, this is interesting. In the old days, in the old days, where they wear on Shabbos, what kind of clothes? White. They would wear white coming into Shabbos. Like the Gemara said, the Talmud, they would wear white on Shabbos. So what would he do? He would wear black on Erev Shabbos, so that when he came into Shabbos, it would be more clear why he changed. It would be clear that's what he does Every day of the week. It's not just the preparation. It's Even the more investment to become more discernible. So that's also that the more you can tell that this is special. This is, you're doing something for Shabbos. You're, you've changed your garments. You've changed your mind frame. You only talk about certain things about Shabbos. Actually, one of the halachas of Shabbos is you're not supposed to be talking about weekday things. I, always, I think I mentioned this a while back. My wife's grandfather, even in his mid-90s, and he was, did not hear that well. If you would start talking in the house, he was a, he was a big tamachachim, a big rabbi. If you would start talking in the house like weekday stuff, it's like Shabbos. <laughs> you could, you, like, how did he hear that? Like Shabbos. Like end the conversation because you'll think differently. You know, if you're if you're on, you know, if you have quality time, whether it's you're on a date with a spouse, you're with your parent, and you start focusing on other things, it takes away from the time. 
Right? There's certain times you want to focus. So even the preparation for it, the beginning part for it, also has a, 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 has a part of it. V'chen asru l'kvoa suda be'erev Shabbos. It's actually brought down in Shulchan Aruch. L'halacha. It's actually an important halacha. Not everyone knows this. In the winter, this is very applicable. You're not allowed to wash and have a large meal on Friday afternoon. Why? It's before Shabbos. Why? Because you should come into Shabbos hungry. Right? You should come in excited to eat. Right? You should be excited to eat. Uh? I'm always excited to eat. You're being it's taped. You're being taped. Uh, <laughs> so, be careful what you say. You be, uh, so, no, honestly, so, but think about it. Even, even if you're always excited to eat, you're more excited if you're hungry, right? And you're more excited if you didn't. Like, this is actually a true story. My son Yisrael, they had this school. I don't know why. I, I, go, I have no idea why they're off on Veterans Day. I push it, I have no idea. They're not off on President's Day, but they're off on Veterans Day. They're off on Thanksgiving also? Everyone's off on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's not that. So I have no idea why they're off on Veterans Day, but they're off on Veterans Day today. So I, I teach at the girls' high school on Mondays. The so one day I teach is the girls' high school's Mondays. So I, my Yisrael, my he made a him. He's finished a few masechtas and mishnayos. He's eight years old. So I promised him I'd take him out. So um, I, I said I'm, I was going to take him to dinner today, but pars, but pars is closed at five on Mondays, right? So I said I can't go to pars. Now you do. So. Uh, so it goes to the five. So I said, I can't take it today. So I, he, somehow or other, he, he thought maybe I'd take him for lunch. I didn't say, I said, I want to get a dinner. I thought I'd get to lunch. So I get a, I'm talking to my wife on the way back. I'm driving back from the school, from Palo Alto. And I said to, and, and I said to her, she said to me, Saul's hoping that you'll take him for lunch. I said, we took I ate lunch already. <laughs> I ate lunch already. I can't take him for lunch today. Like, he's such a cute kid. He's like... So I call up the house because my wife was doing taking you know schools out, so all the kids have doctor's appointments where they're getting getting. So he stays home to get this. I get to take him to lunch, um, and I say, Israel, you know, I didn't realize that you thought well, we should go to lunch today. I ate lunch already. So he says to me, "Well, you can eat lunch again." <laughs> uh, that makes sense. I said, "I said, I can't eat lunch again." He said, "Well, you can watch me eat lunch." <laughs> I said, Yisrael, I'm not watching you eat lunch. I said, well, I'll take you one night this week, you know. But once you eat lunch, you're not hungry for lunch again. You don't want to eat lunch again, you know. It's not exciting. So you come into Shabbos, right? You don't come in. You eat lunch beforehand, right? If you need to eat a snack or you need to eat something light. But you're supposed to come into Shabbos hungry. And it's not... It's that you should come into Friday night. Again, we're not gluttons over here. The, the food, everything about Shabbos is all connecting to the day. It's that you're eating on Shabbos because it's an amazing accomplishment. Just like I want to have that scene with this little kid. It's an amazing thing. It's, an ama- it's, a, it's a let's celebrate moment. I, you know, um, so much of that, the theme about Friday night from Kabbalah Shabbos downwards is it's a wedding. It's literally a wedding. The, the excitement of a wedding the reason you eat at a wedding, it's, it's a very happy moment. Shabbos really, yeah, I'll, I'll leave the rest of my wife's Thursday night class, but it's really an amazing moment. So you don't want to eat ahead of time. But if you eat ahead of time, what happens is you don't want to, you're not so excited to eat. Uh, you, know? Uh, you know, I remember when I was younger and we go to weddings, I was uh, in yeshiva. So like people, you know, in yeshiva, they, they, we starve the whole, the whole time. <laughs> 
every time it was, you know, it was, 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 it they ate at this. By the way, American weddings are much better than Israeli weddings. Ain't a doyma. No comparison. Israeli wedding in Israel? No comparison. It's oh. the best for No, no, no. You haven't been to a New York wedding. It's very different, different to, the religious than the not the religious. I've been to uh, New York. Oh, I mean, yeah? religious <laughs> weddings in Israel and they were both white. No, I'm not talking about spirituality. I'm talking about. I'm talking about the food. Okay. So we're talking about is food. I'll take you to, to New York one day. We'll talk. <laughs> What? Very fancy. Too fancy. No, it is too fancy. But if you're going to the wedding, if you're not doing it, it's a good wedding to to eat. These guys are gonna come in there. But but you know what? If you're that's if you're just looking at the food. But if you really wanna celebrate your wedding, you wanna enjoy your wedding. It's your, you know, your child's marrying off a child, or it's your brother or your sister. Certainly, (laughs) it's their own. Right? You wanna enjoy it. Like it's part of the enjoyment. It's not just the food at that point. Right? So Shabbos, if you want to appreciate it, you'll come in, you won't come in stuffed, right? You'll come in hungry, and that itself creates, again, an aura you're creating, and you're showing, you're illustrating, this is the moment, right? This is the moment of, of what Shabbos is important. Likewise, when you, of honor. And this, by the way, Kavadah Torah and honoring the Torah, is, it, 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 it changes... You know, in, in in a certain level, once a person gets a certain level of observance, whatever, the the higher levels is is greater Torah and Torah appreciation. Okay, uh, Torah study, Torah study, and a house of Torah and all of that is the, is the greatest thing. Now, if you are appreciating Torah scholars, you know we're Klal Yisrael, the Jewish people are a nation. By the way. This is, you know, when you talk about secular, let's say, Zionism or something like that, this is very important, by the way, the, the contention was, is that we're not Belgium. <laughs> we're, not, we're not the Netherlands. We're not, we're, we are Am Yisrael because, not just because of a country, it's because we have a Torah. What makes us unique is not that we're Nobel Prize winners. That's good to, good to be Nobel Prize It's amazing to have a country. It's amazing to have a lot of things, but we're, we're, the essence of the Jewish people is that we got the Torah at Sinai, that we're Am HaTorah. And the best place to have Torah is in Eretz Yisrael. <laughs> but but, but the, the, the essence of the Jewish people, what, why we're all in this room, all of us, from Tehran, from Iran, to surviving Russia, or Israel, we would have disappeared a long time ago. The greatness of us is Torah. The, gr- the greatest leaders from Hanukkah, it was the Kohanim Gedalim, to Purim, it was the heads of the Sanhedrin who saved us and who were here today are the Rashis and the Rambams and all of them and the Hillels and the Rabbi Akivas and the worst times in history, right? That's why we're here today. And the more we appreciate Torah, the more we connect to the Jewish people. Ultimately, you look at any people, actually I wrote this article in the summer about Israelis who love Israel, who fight in the army, but if the minute you leave Torah, eventually over time you will be gone to the Jewish people. That's what happens. You lost the Jewish people. In Israel, you're, you're with the Jews, but you go anywhere out, out, you will be lost. Because Torah is what makes us a people. <laughs> Torah is what makes us a, 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 makes us a, a people, what keeps us Jewish, right? Is Torah. 
what, what, what makes us want to be Jewish, what makes us, and certainly if you want to get a high level of connection to Hashem, Torah is the biggest catalyst. Well, the more you honor the Torah, the more you honor the Torah, the more you'll appreciate what Torah is. It's an amazing thing. Listen to what they say. To love Torah, to love Torah study, and to love those who, who, who study Torah. We already learned it. If you honor Torah, Achav was one of the in Navi, one of the most wicked, cruel, evil kings. Right? Abal of Zaras. Anyone knows who Achav's wife was? Who knows Navi over here? Who is Achav's wife? Jezebel. I can't pronounce. Isabel, right? Jezebel, Isabel, right? I mean, they were they she they you know they were ser- she was they were contemporary of Eliyahu Navi, they, they they were serving idolatry. And this Achav, you want to see what what it meant to be a king of Israel who was a, an idolater? You know, what did Achav do? So why did Achav? What was his merit to 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 be the king for twenty two years? Because he honored the Torah. Shenitna bechaf beis oisus. There's 22 letters in the in the alpha on the aleph base. So since he honored the Torah, which is 22 letters, ended up being king for 22 years. Shenemar v'yishlach malach mel achav. That that Ben Hadad, who is the king of what's Aram Tsoiva, which was Syria today, essentially that whole area, a little bit greater than Syria, it was, it was they were attacking Israel. It was actually they, they were the, at that point a much more powerful army. And he told Achav, I want you, you have to give me, you have to be subjugated to me. I want you to be, you have to be my slave. You have to be, do all of these things. And Achav says, okay, okay, okay. And then he says to him, then he says to him, um, I want uh, your, the, your most precious to your eyes. And the Gemara says, what was he asking for? I mean, what, what else was there to ask for? And he said he wanted to say for Torah to burn. He wanted to show that that we you're, you you Jewish people are nothing, okay. And that on Achav said, this idolatrous king, okay, said I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna burn the Torah. I mean, I'm gonna go ahead and burn the Torah. I'm gonna tell you to burn the Torah for you. because the essence of a Jew, by the way, the essence of a Jew, as far as a Jew can be, he's not gonna burn a Torah. What kind of Jews gonna burn an Achav because he honored the Torah? Because if you still have an honor for the Torah, you can change yourself. I mean, if you look, if you look at the Torah as as as, as something to look at, right? You know what the biggest problem today is? Is <laughs> not just talking about uh, about. That. I'll never forget this. I will never forget this. I was at the University of Pennsylvania Law School, and you know, my first year of law school. I wanted to, to do Kirov, right? I'm looking around. This is an amazing thing. I'm looking at all of these kids assimilating. I'm thinking, what could I do here? Like, it was, it was crazy. It was, it was a lot of smart kids dating non-Jews. Now the, and I'm, I was the rabbi, essentially, of the, of the place. And I think I said, what could I do? So I, I think I said this through one of my history classes. I said, I picked the three coolest guys, the three coolest guys who were Jewish in my class. If they do it, everyone else does. I got them. I start studying with them in the library. I took them to the library. These were like, you know, a third of the class in, in, in Penn was Jewish uh, or had Jewish background. Uh, and I took these three guys 
And I'm learning, I decided from learning a lot, and eventually this, this Jewish club, which developed a club, had 150 students and professors. It got very big. Um, but I remember the, the first week, I'm like learning, I started learning from Pirkeolos. And I said, I said, it says, Moshe Kibbal Torah Misinai. And Moshe got the Torah from Sinai. And this guy, Matt, who grew up really reformed, says, it's like Sinai, like a Catholic, a Catholic thing. <laughs> it's like Sinai, he, he says that to me, it's like Sinai Catholic. And I thought to myself, I thought to myself, this is a guy in an Ivy League law school. He actually went to Penn for undergrad, okay? So it was in Ivy League for both. He probably knew, right, every president's birthday. He, he knew history. He knew how to write in English. He actually, this guy did a joint degree with Warden Business School, which is the number one business school in the United States of America. He's a very smart guy. He knew nothing about Torah. You know why he knew nothing about Torah? Partially because he grew up with it, but he also didn't think it had any value to him, right? Yeah, you know, if if I would tell Matt, Matt, everything is in this. Like literally everything. You want to be a mensch. You want to be successful. You want to have a great marriage. You want to have great kids. You want to connect to God. You want to live. Like, if you understand what Torah is, it will change you. This applies to religious Jews also. Like you know, somebody told me their husband doesn't learn Torah. I think that's like this guy's a religious man. How's he not learn Torah? Well, obviously, you don't appreciate what Torah is. <laughs> I mean, right? If you appreciate what Torah is, right, you won't bother people who are studying Torah. You won't, when you, when you see a Torah scholar, you'll stand up. Like, I'll tell you, I, I told the 11th grade in my era the first day, I walk in there, the 12th grade knows very well, they're all sitting down. I said, girls, any rabbi who walks in, this is not for me, or you think I get anything if a girl stands up for me, like it doesn't, or a boy? It's not stand up anymore. <laughs> it's not for me. It's there for any Torah scholar. Uh, you know, I said to them, you need to stand up, not for, not for me, but for any rabbi, because you need to respect that. Right? You need to have the respect. Not, when, when people kiss a Bavadios' hand, it was for their sake. You know why? Because if you honor Torah, you'll study Torah. It's something of value. You know what? When you, when, when, you, when you see like these people running after whatever, why are they running after money or power or their physique? I mean, they value, well, it. They value it. Why in the world are these, whatever they are, these Kardashians, from Hollywood, right? You know, why in the world do, do millions of people follow them on Twitter? I mean, what in the world do they, these Caucasians offer? Um, you never heard of these people, Baruch Hashem, right? What is it? I mean, I, I, I don't even, I don't even I, I, honestly, I wouldn't even know what these people look at, but all I, because my, my Google is blocked. I don't have pictures. I don't see. But I see, like, their names are all over the place, like, and it's usually not, like, they're spiritual, right? You know, you know what in the world, what, because people think this is amazing, right? And this is like rock star, you know. People, what you emulate, what you what you idolize, that's what you that's you're gonna end up trying to be. That's all you will try to do. Well, if you love Torah, you'll want Torah. You'll want it to be part of your life. And the more you honor Torah, the more real it becomes. To I'll get more. That's what I'm saying. Call mechaber satzer. If you aren't to mechaber, please. I'm saying Rambam Chazal. Therefore, when you're carrying a safer Torah, when you're carrying a safer Torah, how do you transport? How do you transport a safer Torah? You don't put a Torah in a bag. If you have to transport an actual safer Torah, you don't you don't put it in your cargo, in like in your suitcase, and like throw the. You ever see how they take the suitcases in the airport, check in, and they throw it onto the thing? 
You don't put it into a suitcase with a, some, you know, guy at JetBlue who's going to take it and throw it onto the thing. Let's say you throw a Torah, you put it in a sock, you hold the Torah, right? If you have a Torah, you're going to see the plane, or you're getting an extra, you're going to hold it, you're going to take it with you, and put it in a, in a plane in a very safe, honorable place. That's how you travel the Torah. The also, you can't put a, a, a sit on a bed with a Torah. By the way, even today, we don't sit on beds with a Svarim in beds. Right, we with a, 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 a bed, right? You know, and of course, if a safer Torah falls, you kiss it. You don't sit. We honor the Torah. I, I, as I said, I never saw a person in my life take a science book and look at Hashem. Right? You don't kiss a science book. Nothing wrong with science. Is very history. It's, it's very informative. <laughs> right? You know, if you print, you print out the article, Montefiore, please don't kiss it. Uh, you, you can like it, but you don't, don't kiss it, right? You don't no, kiss it. Don't, don't kiss it, right? No, there's no point to. Right. Right? Uh, albeit, uh, some people thought it was inspirational, but it's still, it's not a Torah. Right. You know, it, it, at the end of the day, you kiss Torah, you love Torah, you transfer a safer Torah, illustrates that. It, it, it brings it real, makes it real to you that this is something that's important. Right? Why do we kiss the mezuzah, by the way? It's not, it's not right now. Why do people kiss the mezuzah? Because you recognize that the mezuzah is an important thing. You, 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 you're honoring the mezuzah. You realize that this is an important thing. You don't throw a safer. Right? You don't throw a safer. You don't throw a, 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 a safer. You know, for my kids, it's a little age. I said, if a safer Torah falls, pick it up. You kiss it. Don't put it on the edge of the table, so-and-so. This is how you treat a safer. You know, when they get older, they will appreciate this is something holy. This is something amazing. If I throw this in my backpack, or I walk into a bathroom with this, which we don't do, or anything else, I'm not, I'm not, it's not reverent to me. So when I study it, it's not so important. It's not, it's not that important. But if a person knows Torah is the most important thing, right, that the essence of what it means to live in this world is to, you know, why is Torah the greatest mitzvah? Why is Torah the greatest mitzvah? You're getting spiritual on me. You're saying that Torah is a spiritual successor. But why is the greatest mitzvah? That's that's Kabbalah. Why is Torah the greatest mitzvah? Why is Torah the greatest mitzvah? The great the greatest mitzvah is Torah. How are you going to do any of the other mitzvahs? So knowledge to do mitzvahs, but more it's knowledge how to live. Right? Torah teaches you how to think. Hey, right? Torah really tells a person how to think. It's not a day that you know in a million areas in life where I think to myself like you could have the, the clarity that Torah gives on how to be a mensch how to be a father how to be a husband how to be a successful in business in life in values and certainly how to do mitzvahs certainly how to connect to God certainly what what what, what the important things in life really are uh, um, so Torah is the, the, the but if you, if you don't want to you know, I once saw. I once think I went, I once saw that if if, if, if there would be a report that a book fell fell down from the heaven that Gabriel wrote, the the angel Gabriel wrote, it would fall down from heaven. It would be a bestseller. I mean, what is what is what is Gabriel say? Like, what is in there, right? And Torah was given to all the Jewish people by God, <laughs> right? It's the it should be the bestseller. It should be the book that you know. That, that, that the most read book, it should be written, and every angle of it is teaching us really how to be. It's the guidebook for life. For, for life. Therefore, if you want to appreciate it, ain't zerk, that you don't throw it. And not only that, when you're when you're putting svarim, 
when you're putting Svar on the table, you should not put Ksuvim on top of the Torah. Right? You don't put the book of Daniel on top of a Chumash. That's why I have a problem when I come in. I want to organize the books on the table, I don't know what can go on top of what. Right, so you... These are really for the whole Jewish people. The chassid, in a righteous person, you should be more, you should have more and more honor, right? About how you treat a safer. Right? How, what you go ahead and do a safer. Actually, the safer Peloyoid says you should make sure they don't get dusty. You should, you should, of course, the safer Hasidim brings what you kiss them when they fall on the ground. Get a safer when you study learning. Listen, something you kiss, something you appreciate, something you take valuable. Right? If, you know, if a husband, if, if a husband never kisses his wife, I once had a lady come to me. She told me her husband never kissed her. What do you think that means, by the way? It doesn't know. No, seriously. No, I'm, I'm, I, 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 hundred percent. I mean, what kind of husband never kisses his wife? So that's a normal thing, right? Ah. Huh? TMI. TMI. Too much information. Oh, TMI. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not getting more than that. <laughs> but I'm saying, but you don't value. It's something. It's not val. You know. You know, it's not important. It's, it's something you don't treat with, you know, if you don't treat somebody with respect, it means you don't honor them, right? When you don't, the way you talk to people, the way you think about people, right, it's do you honor them or not? How, how do you, and it actually affects you. It affects what you, what you value, what, what, what's important to you, what you're going to do in, 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 your, in, your, in your leisure time, in your free time, and how you, and how, what's, What's chashev to you? And by the way, it's not just the study, it's the life you'll live. <laughs> the life you live, if Torah is not so valuable, well, you know, there's a lot of things to do in this world, which, which the world says is value. Money, people get as important, success, popularity, right? Um, it's not to taste discussion, but what do you, what do you value? Right? You should, where do you study Torah? How do you study Torah? Right? You study Torah in holy places. You don't study Torah in a bathroom. You don't bring a... I actually, I, I once got a question from a JSN student. This is a, a, a teacher. Actually, it was, a, it was a, one of the JSN rabbis years ago in San Francisco. He called me up. He said, what should I do? I'm in a bathroom. He's giving a class in someone's house in San Francisco. And he went to the bathroom. There's a Tanakh in the bathroom. There's a Tanakh in the bathroom. He says, what should I do? Take it out. He says, I said, he says, it's their house, right? So it's like, you know, like, 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 you know, like a magazines in the bathroom, they had a Tanakh in the bathroom. He said, you, should, you have to explain to them what a Tanakh is. That doesn't belong in the bathroom. But you should tell them. That was not bad people. They're obviously hosting a class. But if you're hosting... Own it, so. Yeah. So. Um, uh, you know, I mean, so... But you, you you study Torah in holy places. You when you when you study Torah, you get you, you know you should be dressed within reason. Shelo uh, You don't read it where it smells and are bad places. You see, actually, it's in Shulchan Aruch. It's in the Gemara. How you learn Torah, where you learn Torah, how you think Torah. Obeinian. If you the Torah is the book is important even more so as the the sage. 
are the are the Rav Moshe Feinsteins of the world, are the are the Chavetz Chaims of the world, are the the Beni Shchais of the world, are the Rav Adiyosis of the world. First of all, when you see an elderly person, anyone over 70 years old, right, you should really stand for them. It's a mitzvah in the Torah. Why do you stand for a person who, 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 of that? Because you appreciate the age brings wisdom. It's actually, you want to get a mitzvah in the Torah, anyone who's 70 years old, you stand up. Good, right? But more important, for hadar to play zakin, what does that mean? The whole covered she'ev she'lasaslehem. If you see a Torah scholar, you're involved in Torah. You host in your house a rabbi. You host in your house a, a, a righteous person, if you're lucky enough to have that. Any honor that you could possibly do, it's not about them. You know, it's not about the rabbi. It's about the Torah that the person has. Right? Any honor... Any honor you give is a covered hatayr. It's a shed. You know what? This person, this person who's flesh and blood, any honor you give is, a, you know, is a cover is a cover for the Torah itself. You have to honor those who fear Hashem. It's a pasuk in Tehillim. You see a person who's a yirei shemayim who fears Hashem. You should honor them. Actually, you know the first thing, by the way, that the haskala. When they wanted to, in, the, in the 19th century, when they were attacking Judaism in Eastern Europe, in Poland, and in Russia, the first thing these, 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 these wayward people did is they mocked the sages. The way they attacked Torah Judaism, the first thing they did is they, they, they knocked the sages. They're rabbis, they're out for money, they're, 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 they're not worldly, they don't know anything. They're, they're, they're out of touch, blah, 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 and they would knock and knock. And they put out books, and then, because you know why? If you don't respect the rabbis, you don't respect Torah, you know what happens to everything else? They, what, the whole thing is. is they, they, so, it's Yirei Hashem Mechabe. It's Yehoshaphat Melech Yehuda, and the Talmud says, who is an example of this? Yehoshaphat, who is the king of, the, uh, of Yehuda. Shekevan, Yehoshaphat was a righteous king. Shekevan Shah, he's the king, really, the king of Israel. The king, actually, the king who imagine one thing. When he would see a Torah scholar, he would get up, mechab ko umenashko. He would hug him and kiss him. I'm a rabbi, rabbi, mori, mori. Right? My teacher, my teacher, my mori. Imagine Netanyahu doing that today. Imagine Trump doing that today. Right? I'm the president. I'm the prime minister. By the way, the Hoshafet was a, was, a, was a full monarch. Right? There's no checks and balances. There was a very minor balance. There were the worst. But... He appreciated what it means to be a, a person connected to Torah. Um, Rabbi Zera, Rabbi Zera, who was one of the sages, Rabbi Zera lived about hmm, year 250 of the Common Era, approximately. It was a, it was a sage who was in Babylonia, and he went to learn in Israel by the students of Rabbi Yechon and his students in Tveria. So he's living about 250 of the all right. And Rabbi Zero, when he got older, and, or when he was weak, would, what he, could, he wanted to do something, he would go by the yeshiva to stand for the Torah scholars. He was a great scholar himself. He was a great scholar himself. But he, what, he, what he was really telling is that even this younger person, who I know much more than, he has Torah. That's an amazing thing, by the way. It's an amazing thing to, ha- to, to, to have Torah. Um, 
It's not exciting. It's not really. It, you part of the wedding is all of the effort you put into it. It's the rejoicing is you did the t- you made the time you took the time, right? I, I'm so I'm going to speak at this convention next week in in Connecticut. I'm also going to be a big listener to all the, these great rabbis. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, my wife and kids are going to Tahoe in my absence. Why they go? Because they don't have to worry about Minnie now. I'm, I'm gone, so they can go to Tahoe. So you know what? The, you know part of the trip of Tahoe is exciting. It's the preparation. My kids are so. I want to do this. I want to do this. Like, where are we gonna go? What are we gonna do? What we're we gonna pack? You know, you appreciate it more. It's a lot of it is what you. And certainly here, when you value things, right? When you when you appreciate it, you know what problem people's problem Stucca is charity. They don't even value it. If they saw how amazing Stucca is, they would be so thankful to do Stucca. They would be so thankful to do this chesed. How lucky I am. How amazing that that is. You know, I, I just, um, you know, mar- you know, it's, with, with marriage, actually, I said this recently to somebody, right, that, you know, it's an amazing thing that the Chazal say that Adam, before he got married, he had to go ahead and name all the animals. Why did he have to do that? To realize every animal had a spouse, any animal, every animal had a spouse, and he was not. Adam couldn't marry a horse, or a giraffe, or a donkey, or a parrot, or an ant, or a monkey. He starts looking at everyone, and he says, "What about me?" And then at that point, the, the Gemara says that God took out his rebbe So what was the point? He should feel lack. You should appreciate it. If you don't appreciate something, something's not important to you. You're not. It's not. You're not gonna. You won't you, you won't do a good job at it. <laughs> you don't appreciate marriage. You won't do a good job at it. That's as simple as that. You don't appreciate Shabbos. So Shabbos is not that valuable. If you don't appreciate Torah, you're not going to study it. Why would I study? There's a lot of things to do in life, right? Every, things that we appreciate is what we do. And not only do we do, we enjoy it when we appreciate it. We we do it better when we appreciate it. We do. We we, 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 we love it, and, and the way we do it, the way we do mitzvahs, right? The excitement which we do it, and the honor which we give it, it really is for our sake. You know, when I, when, I, when, I, when I, going back to standing up for people, when a kid stands up for a parent, which is a mitzvah in Hatorah, okay, that every child, every I don't make a difference what age you are, every child is supposed to stand for the parent. If my parents walk in the room. I stand up. I don't live in their house. <laughs> you know, I stand up. I, of course you stand up. And uh, the, the, the bare minimum is once in the morning, once at night. Really, you should stand up every time. 
I'm mocked on my kids that they should stand up every time I come in and out of the house, not in the room. So that, I leave the house, I come back for myself, for my wife. Why? Again, it does every child, you know what you, you do you know, how, you know how you honor your parents? If you look up to, I mean, that, that's, what, that's what Torah says. You need to realize that your parents, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, when you're a rabbi, you see, I had a week today, I was dealing with actually New York issues from people. I, I, I actually East Coast, a few things. Don't, don't even ask. I, I, it was such a surreal. I could write a book some one of these days. <laughs> I'll give you a snippet of something though. A parent. This is not this is not this major thing that happened, but I've seen this a lot. A parent can give ch- birth to a child. All of us, right? Our parents gave birth to us. They, they raised us, they nursed us, they took us to doctors, they, they worried about us. A million things. A mil- you can't even imagine what a parent gives for a child. Right? I mean, we could imagine, but right? A, but you know what? Kids can completely be oblivious to that. You know why? It's not that you don't think about it. <laughs> you don't think about it. You know, you're, I'm 20, I'm 30, I'm 40, I'm 50, I'm 12, teenager. You don't even think. How about this? Imagine you would see, when you see your parents, you would see the labor room. And I've been in that room. I still, I'm not joking. For Hashem, I've been in the room a few times. When, uh, you know, when that beep, 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 beep. You know, I know that sound. Like, like, like you know, like, like for weeks after my kids are more, I can still hear it in my, 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 my ears. Like, beep, 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 beep. Now, you're in the room. Imagine when you see your parent, you, you think about, like, wow, my, 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 my parents, my mother woke up. I know that. I mean, you're through, you know, two years, a year. You're going to have to wake up in the middle of the night per kid. You know, and doctor's appointments, you know, and lunch and dinners and a million things. I'm not pushing a million things. Or a parent gives to a child. I, I, the money, the time, the energy, the worry, the love, the attention, the, the prayer, hopefully. The prayer, hopefully. And you know, a kid could never think about it. They could be so narcissistic, they could, it's all about them. <laughs> it's, like, it's just like, they don't even think about it. You know, they don't even do something about it. They don't call their parents. Maybe a Mother's Day, Father's Day. It's not even a Jewish thing. Really. But you know what? I, I always tell my mom, I, I, I specifically tell my mother, I don't like this Mother's Day, Father's Day. I, I, every day is Mother's Day, Father's Day. I'm like, what kind of craziness is that? I used to ask my mother when child's day. <laughs> <laughs> every day is And my mother day. to this day says to me, every day is child's yes, day. Yes, yes. So I'm talking about Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> But here's the point. When you stand up for your parents, you honor your parents, that helps you realize that you owe your parents everything. Literally everything. When you stand up for a Torah sage, it means that Torah sage is helping the entire Jewish people. Right? It's, it, when you honor... I'm actually, I'm learning my daughter Shifra. I'm gaining from this. I, learned all my, I try to learn with all my children every night. Um, so Shifra, I'm learning a book. I think she picked this honoring your parents. Actually, we're talking about honoring parents. A little bit advanced for her. She's only six, uh, but I try to dumb it down a little bit. Chavez is a, a pretty precocious kid, but it's all about like tonight. I'm just learning about like doing what your parents want. Like I'm, I'm learning with her. I'm, I'm gaining as well. Like what, what I should do. But you know what? If you honor your parents, if you do all of these things, you'll think about it, right? You'll, if you stand up for your mother and father. When your mother or father asks you for something, if you're lucky enough to have a mommy and daddy alive, right, and they ask you for something, you'll do it. You won't say, you know, mom, I'm busy, dad, or you'll do it like, like, you know, 
bless my kids, they all have the age of like, can I do this? They're like huffing or puffing. Everyone has those things, right? But you know what? We're not little kids anymore. We're supposed to have a parent ask us for something, calling our parent, doing that. And how do you create that ambiance? Well, if your parent is important, okay? You're, when your parent is important to you, you should think about what your parent gave you in life. That you owe everything to them. Everything. All of us. Okay? And even if you don't love everything that they did, you still owe everything to them. Okay? Even if you don't love everything. Because what happens is, is this kid will say, oh, well, they did this to me. And that's it. Okay? <laughs> that's it. They did this to me. Really? Did this? How, why don't you think about the 99% things that they did for you, which is amazing? You know, we're all human. We all make mistakes. Right? But if you don't, you don't think about it, right? So what you, how you act affects what you do. And more, anything, everything's like that. Every, everything is like that. The, how seriously we'll take Torah mitzvahs. And it's going to actually finish. If a klauze, can keep a basic of measures. How do you honor a shul? How do you honor a basic measures, a place of learning, a, a yeshiva? You don't come into a shul. In a, joking around. It's not a place to high five in a, in a shawl or to have a conversation on your cell phone in a shawl or to go ahead and, and be there and, and you know, let's schmooze. It's a place of reverence. When you go to the hotel, you go to the Kaisal, you go there to realize where in the world are you? If you treat the Kaisal, if you have a, a, if you have a, a, a affair at the Kaisal, you have a kid's rides going on there. Do you think you'd ever dive in the same in the coastal? <laughs> you think you'd ever walk in there with the same reverence? Right? If, if the coastal is, you know, we play board games there. You go there to play board games. You have tables there. To bo- it's not the same coastal. Right? Even if Hashem said, you will not relate to it the same way. So who's the loser? You're the loser. You know why? Because you will not relate to prayer at the coastal the same way. If you go to the shul and you take it as a joke, so the shul's not a serious place of prayer. It just, it's not. It, but if it is a place where you go for spiritual oxygen, it's where you go to, to connect to God, then you will connect to God because that's the ambiance you created. Forget anyone else. For I'm a good policeman. I, I know how to shush people down in there, right? You know, or if someone comes in inappropriate, I, you know, I'm happy to, 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 to uh, help, them or help them. But you know what? We're the losers if we don't do it. Who is the loser? We're the loser. That's a shawl. Not the shawl. If you don't stand for your parents, you're a loser. You lost the mitzvah, and you lost the ability to, to respect your parents, who, whether you know it or not, whether you like it or not, you owe everything to. Right? And the ultimately, way we treat mitzvahs is the way we'll, the people will come to be. And if you, therefore, he ends this part with honor a shawl. If you can clean the shawl, you see books in the wrong place, if there's a tissue in the floor, I didn't put the tissue in the floor, but you know, it's a shawl! I'll pick up the tissue. It's not a question of my tissue or someone else's. Okay, don't get me wrong. If I see a tissue on the floor, I'm taking a clean tissue to pick it up. I'm not touching anyone's tissue, especially in the wintertime. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to use my own hands on that. But you know what? I'm going to make sure it gets off. It's not a question of my thing. Right? You know, I... I can have conversations in a, in a beta Knesset, Swiss Knesset. You have to be very serious. I'm like, okay, you can say hello to people, be friendly, but you don't talk about the things that are irrelevant there. That's not what the focus is. Right? You have to treat with the greatest awe and reverence. The greatest awe and reverence. You know, last week I was on the phone call 
with some of the, uh, with, uh, I don't know, some of the White House staff last Wednesday. Like I told my wife, I said to her, I think I'm hoping I get invited to this year's Hanukkah party. Like I, I've already got two calls. Now why do I want to go? I want to see who's there. I want to mind meeting the president, you know, give him a little nusser. Uh, <laughs> you know, but, but you know what? If I would go to the White House, and I would go if I was invited, by the way. Uh, I, think I, I think I would go. I mean, I, my, my wife's like, what do you mean you want to get invited? What about the family for Hanukkah? You think you're going to run into the White House to go to Hanukkah? So I'm like, no, I'll go for 24 hours. Like, oh, shit, I don't know if I have permission, but let's say I would go, right? Do you think I would go to the, to the White House? I don't care who's the president of the United States. With like flip-flops and, you know, part of it is you go to the White House. It's a respectable place. You're going to meet the president, the vice president. You're in the room with all of the... I mean, you, 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 if you, if the White House is just a joke and the presidency is a joke, I mean, there's nothing, there's nothing to do there. I mean, why go there? Right? If you have no reverence for any place in this world, not only won't you relate to it, but you won't relate to prayer that way. Right? You won't relate to the shul that way. If you don't treat makomas kedushim, holy places, as holy, again, you'll lose that. And therefore, he finishes. You have to honor places of Torah. You have to honor places of tefillah. You have to honor... And anything you can do, they, they bring down that Rashi's father... That, now, it's... It, I, I, I'm sh- I don't know if it's, ne- that it's necessarily true, but what it says, the, the lesson it tells you is amazing. The merit, Rashi, who arguably was the greatest sage in the past 1,000 years, whose words are learned by hundreds of thousands, if not millions of Jews every single day. There's not one boy or girl who learns Chumash without learning Rashi. There's not, there's, you can't learn Talmud without Rashi. Right? Rashi is the greatest sage in a thousand years. If I had to pick the greatest two sages, it would be Rashi and the Rambam. But, but even probably Rashi's probably study even more. Right? I mean, the, what was the merit that Rashi was... was that, so they say that his father used to clean the shawl with his beard, right? That's what they say about his father, which means he would clean it with his beard. What is that really telling you? He gave such honor to the shawl, such honor to the place of learning, right? If you love Torah, if you honor Torah, the Talmud says you have children who will be great in Torah. You know why? If you're in a house where Torah is amazing, your children will love it. Right? You know, Moshe Feinstein said uh, 80 years ago that parents had said being a Jew is hard. Their kids didn't stay Jewish because why would you? <laughs> right? What you honor and what you love is what you'll do, your family will do, and other people do. And therefore, next time, two weeks from now, we're going to pick up with loving Hashem. This is just honor and fear Hashem. And we're going to talk about being joyous in serving God, connecting to God, and protecting God's honor. All that to come in a couple weeks. Have a good night. How did you